0: good day this is how to be unpopular podcast number 247 we're going to try and do video only from now on we're always video so today this the disclaimer of this podcast is talking about injury my personal injury history because i had a fall on friday last friday Um, there's old man falls that you have and especially if you've been skating for so long there's falls that where you where you're just not expecting it to happen and you especially me I make that like sound because your body's larger and it hits the ground and you're not expecting it Um, and the thing is we don't skate super dangerously and we've been doing it for so long that it's a relatively safe activity. But as you get older too, even those little falls, things can happen, uh, weird injuries and stuff. So I'm gonna talk about just my list of injuries, even though I was never really a super risky skater. Um, but it's funny, you, you start to reflect on circumstances around the fall, or your, your frame of mind when you fell, or things leading up to the fall that you were doing Um, So I'm interested in just breaking all that down But if you don't like injury stories Because I know on podcasts sometimes people tell injury stories I usually, I fast forward it Or depending on my mood I don't listen to it Because there's some kind of a weird loophole in the brain Where you don't want to think about it Um, But it happens Yeah, the fall on Friday was just something that You don't expect to happen And then it does And then you try and think about What were things I could have done? You don't want to give too much energy to changing the situation, because you can't change the fall, but you think about things leading up to it, and then it starts to make more sense why you fell. So if you don't like injury stories, you can just, you can skip this one, skip this podcast until 248 comes up. Also, thank you everybody who's joining the Patreon. We're gonna be posting a ton more stuff there. Um, And Todd is apparently coming back to podcasting. It's a rumor. It's not fully confirmed But he will be back and then it will apparently be video So that's exciting Um, There's for patreon coming up There's a few different videos and things that are gonna be posted But one that I'm excited to do is I'm gonna talk about every single wheel I've ever skated because I have I haven't thrown them out I have every single wheel that I or at least I saved one since the beginning of skating so I'm gonna have a giant box and just go through all of the wheels but see you don't have to you that'll be on patreon so if that sounds horrible to you you don't have to watch it because it won't be on the YouTube channel so on Friday there's there's always a a skate trip day that we take um, where we where we hit we take a day off work and you try and hit a bunch of different skate parks or you just have a full day off skating Um, and it happens you know once or twice a year while filming for a video this particular Friday um, Leon, Danny Beer, Stu and uh, Louis all came through, they were gonna meet us to skate street in camps, which is very exciting, because Danny was turning—I'm not gonna say what he was turning—but he was turning the age where it's more acceptable to skate wish frames. You can just put that all together. Um, they're meeting us for street skating. There's that exciting feeling, like when I film a like a filming a prove yourself video, or filming a a trip video, or meeting those people to skate. There's a There's a heightened energy feeling that you get and it it rained that morning. So Todd and I, or Todd came over here, we recorded a podcast that's on Patreon. And then the rain dried up. Todd and I went to go skate because they weren't (coughs) in town yet. We skated for a little bit, started pissing rain. Then they showed up and we were just kind of talking for a while while we were waiting for the rain to dry again. We were at a spot called NorCam, which is in a lot of our videos. It's in Mushroom Blading 7. It's got like that little yellow curb, a bunch of the Kamloops Meridians, and then there's there's, like a bank loading dock thing, Um, and where this gets important for me is that traditionally, when I skate by myself, it's a very slow ramp up. It's very relaxing. Um, It's quiet, I'm not talking to anybody. I put my skates on, I kind of skate around. I do a few things, like even if I'm filming by myself, it's a very just slow process. I still like ramp up the feeling from playing hockey, you know, when you would jump out of the bench and do a quick shift and then come back for a break. That's still kind of how I skate, even by myself. I don't really take a lot of breaks. But I'm still only thinking about skating. Um, and then if I'm filming, I'm thinking about an angle or something, or, st- or I'm not f- always filming, just by myself. It's a very uh, zen and relaxing experience that can ramp up in intensity, of course. But it's very controlled and it's I know it very well. And then there's skating with Todd where there's the excitement of chatting. Um, You're talking about skating and there's one person has the camera and you're thinking of tricks and it's kind of a trade back and forth. That energy is really good. Usually get very caffeinated, very excited to do it. It's like a short burst of energy. It's different than skating by yourself, but um, it's a kind of skating that I know very well. And then the other kind of skating, which I did a lot when I was younger, but as I got older, I did I did less of, and that is skating in a group, and uh, everybody knows this feeling. Actually, there's some freaks who thrive in this environment and do really well, and can control, or maybe they're more focused. I'm not sure. But when I see this group of people that I don't, you don't get to see very often because work and family and getting older and all that, you get. I get so excited, there's so much to talk about. Believe me, I saw some very cool stuff. Um, You you see stuff that you haven't seen skate-wise and people that you're super excited to see. So you get excited to chat and you're not thinking as much about what you're doing skating. So this fall, the last time I saw these guys, I took a dumb fall that probably could have been avoided because of this reason. So I'll chat for a little bit and skate and I'm just excited about all of it. The days off work. Skating with amazing people. Not just amazing people but um, yeah people that are incredibly inspiring um, with their tricks and their ideas and especially at this time in history rollerblading is just quite exciting so during Gary Vibes, when I hit my face, I remember asking Stu, like just before going to do that trick, I remember asking Stu something about how the size of his them skates were feeling and then I just fully went, hit, trying to ride upstairs, tripped, and my skate went over my head and hit my face. Thankfully, wearing my helmet, that fall was just like getting a hard hit in hockey, like getting your bell rung, it, it wasn't, um it wasn't that bad it sucked and I haven't had a headache I felt weird for the rest of that day but it wasn't um it wasn't really bad could have been way worse if I didn't have my helmet but it was that same energy where I want to talk for a little bit I'm gonna skate and it's a heightened it's like a jittery energy that people would know um people that don't like skating in competitions or skating in crowds there's a feeling where if you're not controlling your breathing or um, It's just a heightened It's heightened sensory input, I guess is a good way to put it kind of stew texted me after or later and and We he said something about Sensory input. There's just more people It's just more exciting. That's for comps and that's for skating in groups so anyways I don't know how long we were skating for at NorCam, I'm back to NorCam now, That's, this is separate from the Gary Vibes Fall, but I just wanted to frame it that this Fall happened with exactly the same group of people, although Eric Burrow wasn't here this time. So, and traditionally in the past, for comps and skating in groups, I was more of a filmer than a skater. So, I would kind of experience the thing more as a filmer and then I would put my skates on later or for a little bit and the skating part was less important um, and less intense to me but now I love skating so much I have such a different connection to it um, and so many ideas and tricks that I want to do plus you're only here for so long and and as you get into 40 you want to try and Especially for aggressive skating, you want to try and get more stuff uh, before you get older and become the guy who just skates wizards or cruises around, which is inevitable. That aggressive skating hurts more. Um, So, yeah, all this, the excitement of people, the excitement of filming, the excitement of seeing friends, having the day off, just all of it. We were skating for, I don't even know how long, once it dried up, and uh, I had done some grinds. Everything was feeling good too, because there's something about that jittery energy that can produce great tricks, um, or ideas, or energy. Um, But it kind of sucks at first. It's It's not as loose as I would like. When I'm skating by myself, it's a very loose energy. My body doesn't feel as tense and then skating and filming with Todd it's a perfect kind of in-between point between the jittery energy and kind of the relaxed zen solo energy so I'd done some tricks and um, I remember taking a big wind up skating towards the loading dock which is, has had that little bank that uh, I've gapped out of before or I've done a slide out of it and then I went to go Uh, Drop in Fakie while doing a crossover. I think you'll have to ask them What it looked like? but from what I remember I Was dropping into this street bank fakie, but you know when you do a crossover and then you're pushing to forwards It was I think it was that and since it had just rained there was mud but I don't know if this was it for sure. There was mud at the bottom of the bank, so while my weight was shifting to forwards while doing a one-footed crossover, at the bottom of the bank, my, I was going one foot down the bank, I'm pretty sure it just caught, I either tripped like on the cross or the mud completely stopped me. Because you have those falls where you fall back, um, but it's fine, like you hit your tailbone I have them quite often, but the speed that I was going for this one and the carelessness going into the bank, Leon later on that day said, it was a lack of respect for the bank, which is so true. We were trying to think of the word and I think there was a carelessness that I had dropping into the bank, which I don't think I would have had skating with Todd or just by myself, but with the group, I was more amped up. Um, And I flew back and I had no chance what's crazy is I have my hands and my elbows have nothing so in terms of how hard I flew back that I didn't even have time to try and grab myself with my hands or I didn't hit with my elbows that I flew back hard and quickly that I don't think I had any chance at all um and I remember having just this this crazy feeling of like two or three seconds of just being disoriented. And I heard everybody react to the fall and I knew it was bad. And then that, that part gets a little weird. I wasn't fully knocked out, like I was still conscious, but I remember I took off my helmet and was just so shocked and excited that I had my helmet on. Um, and I remember making a joke it's always with you guys like I was excited about the helmet that I had it on and then I made the joke it's always with you guys and then uh, I tried to roll around for a little bit and uh, started getting a. if you ever got a cluster headache or a migraine you get a little spot that it looks like you've been staring into the Sun when you blink it's stuck there I started getting that and and figured to get some Advil or Tylenol. Um, I was going to drive to get it, thankfully Louie had some, thank you Louie, that helped a lot. And I just like lied down in the shade for a little bit. The weirdest part about after that fall was... um, was I couldn't remember what questions I had asked or like the... kind of the sequence of events leading up to the fall or shortly after. There was just a little bit of time stuff that was weird there. And that was definitely scary. But, uh, and I felt weird for the rest of the day. But I just wanna say, if I wasn't wearing my helmet for that fall, I would fully be, maybe I'd be released from the hospital now. But I would definitely, it would've been so much worse. I don't have the helmet I should've brought. it. I took a picture of it, it was kind of, it was a blow to kind of right here on the back um... and yeah saturday sucked sunday sucked now we're on tuesday monday felt a lot better today feel a lot better one of the funny things is uh... for a minor concussion um, i looked it up that you're supposed to minimize screen time caffeine and alcohol it's great because Those things I was all doing too much anyway. Not so much alcohol, but caffeine and screen time. Sorry, if you have to pee, it inhibits thinking. So I think I should be pretty good to go, not to skate, but just um, no headache and everything by this weekend. Just so happy I was wearing my helmet. Um, So now I'll go through the list of my other injuries. Worst one I ever had, it's in the beginning of How To Be Unpopular from 2001. Bits and pieces of it, there's like a shot of me in a hospital bed and I think maybe blood on the ground. Um, I knocked, I, I, I guess I knocked myself out. I did knock myself out. Um, I don't know, know the fall, I don't know what happened, but at Riverside there's a rail that I was, would always top-ass it by a ledge and I remember uh, going up to it looking over this way uh, and then out of nowhere just blood was I think it was on the stairs and blood was just dripping into my hands and, and Mason and Todd were, were trying to I think they were taking my skates off for me and I remember going to the hospital and getting checked out um, going to the dentist to get my teeth checked out that would have been in my what, early 20s? Would have been, oh, maybe I was 19 there. The hospital, like I think I was fine, it was just a concussion, especially cause it was a, it was kind of a front face hit. Um, and like a classic young person dumbass. Uh, I wasn't supposed to drink that night and I think I drank a two liter of cooler, I don't know, there was a good party to go to. Uh, and, and the funny part about that one is I think the front ones aren't as bad as the back ones, which um, the, I had a slight back one, which I'll talk about later, but the one on this Friday was definitely the worst back one that I've had. I can't imagine the people who hit their heads like with their neck going back uh, without a helmet what that must do. People who play football, hockey, I think I understand. There's bad ones, but uh, football must just be brutal. Or I guess fighting is bad, but I think ones that happen here and kind of the front of the face, not nearly as bad, or I guess car accidents, rear-ending, things like that, where you get really rocked hard. Uh, this one must be worse than this one because I don't remember any huge I remember feeling like shit for a week with that one Um, but no huge changes from what I know I guess I didn't journal or keep track of how I felt back then but that one thankfully the best part about that one is how the brain is designed for you to block out what happened during the fall I guess that fall was so bad that I don't you black out, you don't remember. My other head hits with a helmet. It does, there's no blackout or anything, which is, that's a good thing, I think, that it's just more uh, feeling woozy for a second or two. Um, but that, that one's probably my worst injury, is that one. And I haven't touched that rail since, or I think, I don't even know if I've jumped that set of stairs since then. Um, Then there's bruised heels, which I've had, skating remedies, jumping off roofs and and gaps, that there was zero shock absorption in those skates. So I I remember being out for a week or two week with bruised heels. Then there's random scrapes and things that have baked in the sun over time, that I have them here and on my shoulders and my wrist, uh, my knees where you've had a scar that's healed and and it's a darker part of your skin. Um, this is a classic one that happens once or twice a year. The scar tissue has healed up so hard that if you hit it going fast enough, that uh, this quarter or nickel, dime-sized piece of skin just rips off. That's a common one, but it's not really that bad. Um, I hit my face at Skate Plaza in 2006-ish that's in one of the gang store edits, doing a thread the needle over a hip and uh, landed in a cess slide accidentally because like I guess I didn't judge when you do a thread the needle you should do it on an angle. I did it kinda straight and just slid fully hit my f- face against the ground but it was just my it was like the tip of my nose so now I have I actually kind of like the way this looks. It's like the classic hockey player been hit with a check. It's like this little tiny piece of cartilage on my nose that is flat. Uh, from like hitting it and then pulling my face back up just enough. I'll, I'll see if I can find the shot of that, but it was just like right here. And that same thing happened at uh, behind Calvary Temple here like a dumbass, I had my helmet on, tried to misty flip out of a ramp that was way too low. When I misty flip, I am i don't get air, I like throw my back and shoulders to the ground, um, and I hit my, just like scraped my face, slightly, um, could have been my nose or my face, I can't remember, but it wasn't, that wasn't a huge head hit or anything, it's amazing, you know, Things can happen to your face and not your head that your face can just like graze the ground or I'm sure people have had those ones before. Um, why did I try and misty flip out of a little laundry? You know, in Kamloops, we didn't have anything close to a fly box or anything really close to, there was this ramp that had the right amount of, but it was so tiny. It, it had that lip to it that you can kind of chuck, but it was a bad choice. Um, that's what being young is though, is uh, making some bad choices and learning from them. I don't think I tried to missy flip anything after that. Oh, maybe I did a launch ramp in Vancouver. Fly box. I did. Uh, one of my worst ones, apart from the face hit in 2001, getting caught on the top acid, um, was it was a fourth degree ankle sprain, closest you can do to a break. So. Tore lots of the tendons in my ankle. Um, strangely enough, I'm pretty sure it was at the same time that the dude got stabbed further down from where we were skating. The shot in Mushroom Blading one, or was it? Yeah, it was. And that that footage was never used. So. I was doing a line where there was, at Heroin Park it's called, so there's strange characters there um, all the time. There was a corner and I was doing, I think we call it dirt slide at the time, so fish brain cess slide, I was jumping, there was this, uh, there was the curved ledge but then it has a corner where it goes straight. There was a point that you can kinda jump and tap it or jump and cess it. And I was doing really good fish brain set slides, fully committed in rims, like, pressing my weight down onto the fish brain foot, and it was at the start of a line. Um, and I guess I was putting the weight in so much, similar to the thread the needle fall, that my, I guess I did a back slide, um, kind of that way. My foot came up and then just landed, kind of sitting on my foot and it twisted. I'm really happy I didn't break that, but I was out for six months with that one. It happened in Vancouver, so we were walking around downtown that night. I didn't, I wasn't elevating it, I didn't ice it. I didn't, wasn't even smart enough to go buy crutches from a shopper's drug mart. Again, young person doing dumb things. Um, And that one, yeah, I was out for kind of five or six months with that one. Uh, It feels great today, though. I still have very mobile, healthy ankles. I've told this story before, but when I went to the doctor and he checked it out, when it was healing, he was like, you have some of the most mobile ankles I've ever seen. Cuffless rems, you know, people joke about them, but my ankles were very mobile. and there's a point that I want to get to about all the injuries uh, I have a crooked pinky finger if you ever watch me talk about skating and this surface looks very flat and this one looks crooked it's because I can't uh, bend this pinky anymore well I can't, so that I can't bend it, it just doesn't go flat um, I had a fresh set of night plates on my rims. And I was with Matt R, Matt Renahan, at the Kamloops Skate Park. And I was doing a back royale around a corner of a quarter pipe. And then looked at him and jokingly went to do a true spin macchio switch up. And fully slid, similar to the thread the needle fall, similar to the the fish brain says fall. Slid, went to catch myself, and then I remember landing, looking at my finger, looking at him and lifting it up, and my, my finger was sideways. And then right there, I pulled it. I pulled it back in, popped it, um, and then it was fine. But got it checked out and... Um, when, when that happens, the tendons wanna, wanna heal in tighter, so they gave me this little finger brace that I was supposed to wear, uh, being young and stupid, which I guess is a theme here. I didn't wear it as much, so the tendons healed back tighter and now I have uh, a fully functioning pinky finger, but with a curve to it. I'm pretty sure, I think Bill, Bill Murray has a similar crooked pinky. I think a lot of dads maybe have a crooked finger somewhere. Um, Maybe not all, but you know, people, Todd dislocated his thumb, I remember, uh, in Cirque du Soleil, but his is fine now. There's the shot of the doctor putting it back in. I'm happy I was smart enough to know to just tug it and put it back in. I'm, I'm happy I did it well enough that nothing got caught underneath it. But the Madar one, that one's funny, like skating with Danny, and then that there's a there's a jokey heightened energy when someone else is there, where you might be playing it up a little bit more, and it's sometimes a bad choice. Uh, life is about choices. Um, the face hitting Gary vibes I already talked about. Um, oh, the. On the way, buying a helmet for my 33, 33rd birthday dur- f- during filming all the wizard frame testing stuff, 33 seemed like you know, the Jesus age time to get a helmet. And I remember driving to that session with Todd, I was like, I really don't like wearing it. Uh, it's really uncomfortable, which I still, I don't like wearing it, but I wear it because it's important to wear it. Um, and it's, you know, you sometimes think why well, hit my, I hit my head that one, I hit the front of my face when I was 19, but was fine. And then why, when I've started wearing a helmet, have I hit my head multiple times? Not multiple times, but, you know, hit the front of it, slightly hit, hit the back of it, and then had one really bad one recently. The slightly bad one I'll talk about now. I was, yeah, on the way to the session saying I don't like wearing it. We were filming wizard frame testing. Um, The one that I really like, the one with all the, uh, is it 20, 19? I think it's 19, the one where it's all locked off tripod shots, really relaxing music, and we're just cruising around the park. There's a fakie carve shot, which for some reason was already good. This is classic, but I wanted to get another one faster, and uh, this shot's on, on YouTube. I was fakie carving quite fast in wizards, and one of my feet went over the bowl, and I tried to correct. And as I went into the bowl corner, uh, I fell back and smacked my helmet on the back of the coping. That one wasn't the the Gary Vabs one, and that one weren't bad at all. And you even wonder, like, if I wasn't wearing my helmet for either of those, you know, like the um, like the thread, the needle one, that sometimes your reaction, it is within inches that maybe I wouldn't have hit or I don't know. But it's funny that I said I don't like wearing my helmet then it hit the edge of the coping in that session. So learned my lesson there not to talk shit on the helmet too much and to wear it. Uh, Yeah, that could have been really bad, hitting your head back on coping. Um, one thing that's common between a bunch of these falls is, is warming up properly, being good enough with one that you already got, if you got one for a trick, being aware of the transition and the surroundings, uh, any nuances to it, um, not overdoing it, uh, a slow ramp up to tricks and warming up is really important. And going fakie really fast is super dangerous. That It's already bit me twice in the past five years. But it's a really, really fun feeling. Just watch your crossovers. Watch what you're dropping into. Um, watch curved quarter pipes. Make sure don't hit it super fast right away if you're faky carving a quarter pipe. Do it slow and kind of figure out if it is going to throw you up. Just be ready for that because it was the fact that I lost you for fakie carves you want both of your feet to be knowing knowing what they're doing and once one went up over the coping and had to it's so hard to correct at that point so the fakey carve one was actually similar to what happened on Friday where I think it was a stupid choice to be trying to do kind of a crossover thing while dropping into the bank my god such a dumb idea and choice that could have just been a much more relaxed, uh, movement or idea. Uh, but the good news is, um, apart from this not being, my head not being that bad, um, they all went on, filmed, had a great time. NBA, stacking. I think I have a couple more here. Oh, recently this is a dumb there's some old man ones now that are happening where without proper warm-up or going too hard or having too much caffeine, which caffeine's a dangerous one as well. For your excitement levels. The having too much caffeine and skating with a bunch of people and being really excited can go very bad if you're not careful. But this one was funny, it was uh it was a recent filming session for MB8, and I wanted to get a royale on this unwaxed curb from Skating Anti Rocker. Um, it was really fun when you're street skating that you could just kind of slide any curb. And I was trying to royale at this bus stop, this unwaxed curb. It was really fun. But on striding up to the trick, I got a huge cramp strain in the quad muscle and was out for I don't know a week and a bit because I strained the quad muscle skating up to a trick. I can't I can't believe some of these these old man injuries that are coming. That was a really good lesson in uh, warming up Uh, again not going too hard too quickly Uh, and then also That was one of the red flags for anti-rocker and having too much cushion in the skate that you're not getting the proper feedback from the, from the pavement, um, in your skate and that you're, you're, you're taking, you're putting so much energy to drive that skate and to get power out of it, that, um, you better be in good shape or you better be very stretched and, and warmed up, uh, to not strain yourself. I still give, Lawrence from Back to Blading Props for posting that video of when he was doing up his skate in the, it was colder and he pulled his back. And I thought that was a great realistic portrayal of the the dumb things that can happen as you get older with skating. Cause now I'm on my way to 40, two years out from that. And uh, especially with doing grinds and aggressive skates, which are less forgiving, um, There's gonna be all kinds of weird little surprises. So the best thing you can do is all of the standard stuff. Stay hydrated, uh, get lots of sleep, careful with your alcohol intake. Caffeine's a tricky one um, because it's fun to have before skating but I think that there's something there. Warm up, stretching, staying healthy, not eating too shitty, all the standard stuff becomes more and more important as you get older. And plus, this is uncharted territory because being an older skater in the 90s meant that you were 23 years old, which is now a younger skater. So uh, to think of the path that people like Julio are setting for everybody before or, or the level that Broskow is still skating for, I'm not sure if he's, he's got to be 30 now. He has to be, which in, in like, our Julio's age now that he's over 40, think of how old we would have thought of that as when we were, when it was the late 90s. So there's just new, this is new territory where there's, where skating, especially doing grinds and things, very hard on the body, um, but we're the, f- kind of the, all the first generation of people that continue to do it the whole way through. And... Uh, this is a big warning to everybody that's coming back into skating, that you have to be very careful with how you, how you think or how you remember skating to feel and remember what you can do versus when you're out there skating and, and getting back into it and getting your tricks back that, um, skating is still, it's dangerous and it, it's harder than you would think because the the thing where it was like a mark against skating that it was easy it's actually because they're attached to your feet which people said makes it easy it actually makes it so much more dangerous um that some some people getting back you just have to be very careful i've already seen some falls of of people getting back into it that you fall harder when you're older too uh And if you've been skating for a long time without breaks, you sometimes are better at falls, but there's just those falls that you're not gonna expect that if you are more aware of your surroundings and you're just more careful and relaxed on how you get into things, but it's always gonna happen where if you're gonna skate in groups and you're gonna have that jittery energy of wanting to do stuff, it's always gonna inspire great tricks. It's gonna make people fall too. It's just part of it. Um, so, and I guess I'll end by saying, although I was very happy that I was wearing my helmet for all of those falls, I'm not going to force people to wear their helmet. Because I know personally how much more free it feels to skate without a helmet. I just still have a weird thing that I don't like wearing it um, and it feels uncomfortable but I just do it. Um, and I don't think I'm going to force anybody to wear a helmet or say that they should. But if you if you have a kid and a family and a career and all that stuff I would say definitely try and do it. Um, and if you're not wearing one just be more aware of your own, um, when you're out skating or skating with groups, if you are feeling that jittery, excited, uh, amped up energy to just be careful how you warm up and what tricks that you do, because you might not be thinking, uh, as much. How I said at the start, when I'm by myself, I'm not chatting with anybody. And it's a very, uh, it's a very predictable process and I can fall, but I'm already so warmed up when I fall that it's not that bad. And uh, if you have you know, a friend or a couple of friends that you skate with, but when you're outside of that zone, if you're at like a comp or an event, that, to just be very careful if you're skating without a helmet, because you might get too amped up and some shit might happen. I think everybody has a story of when they got to a comp or they were on a road trip and they met a bunch of people that they probably took a horrible fall because they were so excited or they had so much energy um it just happens but uh i just wanted to yeah talk about all injuries and talk about the reason head had and that i was very very excited and lucky that i was wearing the helmet um yeah i wonder if because i had the triple eight just the standard Brainsaver just the standard triple-eight and they have the the newer ones I wonder if I had the certified or sorry. I was wearing the sweat saver And I wonder if I had the certified sweat saver if it would have uh, Made the head hit worse. I probably would have been exactly the same. Who knows? Um, but Just happy I was wearing I would have still I could have still been in the hospital or uh, like uh, the uh, the thing that was really scary last point here Uh, when you have a fall like that especially in front of your friends and your egos hit and then you feel bad when you come home because you're you're an older person you know doing rollerblading tricks and that you know you feel bad telling your wife or, or family that you hit your head out rollerblading it just it's not it's not fun so the internal things that happen thinking about like, God, if I wasn't wearing my helmet and you know, I would have, yeah, I would have ruined, not ruined the skate day, but I would have ruined an otherwise great experience for a bunch of people passing through. It just would have been so bad if I had that happen without the helmet. Yeah, you have these things in your head as like, it could have been so much worse. It would just would have been so embarrassing. Um, but no, regardless, it's a big hit on the ego. And the last point, on top of the last point, is the best part about injuries, which I know this sounds weird, but you're forced into reflection and you always uh, are forced to think about how you've been doing things or um, what you want to do differently later. I remember that ankle injury I was out for so long that a really important thing popped up is that you that if I only had skating how bad that would be and I know not everybody could agree with this but during that ankle injury that's when I wanted to go to film school that's when I know I wanted to have a family and a career and uh it was weird it's like uh the earth you take a slam or, or you get punched by the earth or it feels like a Hand is slamming you down being like ah time for a change Yeah, I remember that ankle injury inspired so much Growth and reflection and thought that inspired me to where I am Now so I kind of have a similar thing with that that head hit. I, I mean at first the ego hit is there From a fall in your in your late 30s, and then you think it's one of those falls where it's like Why the fuck? Am I still doing this? This is so crazy, but then you think about it more and it really comes down to your own carelessness uh, that could have been avoided. so it's still a fun activity, hobby, sport, art, lifestyle, whatever you want to call it to do. so those things just happen like over time, you just you remember that that is just part of life and sports that um, I could have been playing beer league hockey or flag football or something, and this still could have happened. You still would have had been forced into the reflection, but something about it being rollerblading this late of age is like, ooh. Not the greatest, not, not the greatest thing to happen, but the helmet saved it. And that, out of these injuries, the reflection is good. Hopefully some of that made sense, hopefully it was helpful, and hopefully it wasn't too uh, bad to listen to because I know I don't like injury stories. Thank you for listening and watching, I guess. Keep skating or something, there's lots more to come, and uh, consider joining the Patreon. If you enjoy things like this, there'll be lots of things like this over the next while. Thank you.